Welcome to Musically Speaking, the podcast with your hosts, Lewis and Pedro, where we discuss all things music, the business of music, and making your mark as an independent artist. We're glad you're here. So let's get this show started. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Musically Speaking. My name is Pedro. And my name is Lewis, and we're back. What's going on, brother? Doing all right. Recovering from what was Super Bowl. Oh, my God. The worst. Probably the worst in history. It was definitely bad overall, actually. The game, the halftime show. I did win one of the Super Bowl boxes, so I won some money. <laughs> Good for you. That was, something that was the that only came positive. out of that. Yeah, I mean, the only positive out of that. But, you know, we spoke a little bit about how the halftime show had controversy already leading up to the the main event, which is very rare. So the expectations were quite low. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, it lived up to those low expectations. Yeah, man, because I, I wasn't impressed. <laughs> well, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't looking for for being impressed. I, I think I was just looking to see if they were going to do anything out of the ordinary that's that was going to give you that wow moment well look that's what that show was known for you got to come with the wow and if you don't you know you uh you, you fall short you got to come at that beyonce level um that mj level yeah you know it, it, it to me it felt like maroon five who were the performers really played it safe and, and didn't really want to make any waves travis scott seemed out of place yeah and this is the part that really confused me because uh, Travis Scott seemed like he was warm, you know, and, and uh, you know, Adam Levine took off his shirt. So he seemed like he was warm. And then Big Boy came in with the big fur coat. You're like, what is the weather in Atlanta right now? Because I'm confused. Yeah, it was it was it was extremely. I, the word that I used while I was watching was awkward. It felt awkward. It felt out of place. It felt like there was an elephant in the room that nobody wanted to address. It was just weird. Yeah. It, 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 to me, the performance didn't feel connected. All three artists, Not, there was no connection. Exactly. So, you know, it, it was a major dud. And, you know, I was reading some articles about not just the reaction of the Super Bowl halftime show, because we all know that it was a dud. Most people didn't like it. But what what happens now? Where, where was the NFL going to go? And they asked a few folks what were their thoughts on who might perform next year. And we, we have our, our, our personal favorite, favorite right, right? right? But uh, a lot of folks said that the NFL is probably going to go even safer than they did this time around. They felt like they needed to connect with the African-American audience because of Atlanta and their significance to music. But the, the Super Bowl is in Miami next year. And some people said, well, maybe they should kind of Hit up some Latin roots, yeah, or hit up yeah. Some I folks. heard some chitter yeah. chatter on that online as well. Yeah, get some get some Latin uh, flavor up in there. You know, Gloria Stefan. You know, there's there's Casey and the Sunshine Band. There's so many people in the Florida area, specifically South Florida, that have done some really good things for music. But some folks said that the NFL might go a route where they know that there might be no way that they can get themselves into any sort of oh, issue. That sucks. Where, you know, like country music or some sort of a rock band or somebody that doesn't have a real connection to what's going on in the industry. I mean, U2 was a name that came up where U2 did the, the halftime show one year and 
they're they're not American. So yeah. you know, most people are saying that they might go the safe route depending on how the NFL is viewed within the next, you know, few months because they, they have to plan this right away. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's certainly going to be weird. We're going to see how that plays out. But uh, we got something big coming up uh, this week, actually. Uh, the Grammys is here, baby. Yeah, the Grammys. It's a, one of my favorites. Mine's too. Uh, of the awards. It's a, it's a great time to acknowledge some great work of the past year. And, you know, we're going to talk about the full, because there's a ton of categories here. I yeah. don't even know how many they are. Um, you know, if, if you're into Americana music, we are not going to talk about that <laughs> uh, on this episode. I'm sorry. There yeah. has to be some podcast about that. <laughs> Tell me about it. We're going to mainly focus on what they refer to as the big four, which is uh, record of the year, album of the year, song of the year, and the coveted best new artist category. And those are, those are the big time awards. Those are the ones that most people pretty much remember and they always mention some big time album uh, albums there in in these categories i mean there have been some years where there was some kind of funky winners there i remember herbie hancock winning one year and i was like what you know <laughs> uh, there, there was outcast finally putting hip-hop on the map um red hot chili peppers i remember sweeping one year so there's always these 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 controversies that kind of come up and we're going to talk about what we think at least on our heads, our 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 personal favorites, and, yeah. and, and what, I think what uh, might win. Yeah, and I think it's a good mix this year in each of those categories of some hip hop, pop, got some EDM sprinkled in there. I was pretty pleased to see the list. Um, and one big change that they did make was they went for the four big awards. They went from six nominees to eight nominees, which opened up the field. So that's probably why we see a little more diversity in those categories. Yeah, and that's that's very important because. The, the Grammys were hit very, very hard last year with the idea that there was not enough female representation, which I thought was very strange yeah. because there were some really big-time female performances that were not as acknowledged. And I think expanding this also gives the some artists the chance to say, I was Grammy-nominated. It was a good body of work. Yeah. And just to say you were Grammy nominated is a big deal. There's well, that, a lot of that is a yeah. huge deal. That is a huge deal. Just to have that, you know, in front of your name is huge. Yeah. So, so it's important that they, they expanded the list. They got more people involved. They included a little bit more diversity in, in terms of what was nominated. So that's important too. And and they did a really good job also of including a, a female host, which is Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys, yeah. Who's been nominated a gazillion times for Grammys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she doesn't have any music out recently that I can remember. Um, so I found that a little odd. But, uh, yeah, she's uh, she's been doing well. I think uh, her last gig has really been on the, um, what's that competition show? Um, the Was Voice. It, is, it the, is it The Voice? Yeah, yeah The Voice. Been, yeah. Uh, being a a judge on The Voice has, has really been very helpful uh, to her. Although, you know, I think Adam Levine is also a, a judge on there and, mm -hmm. and continue to put out music. So I think you're just taking a break and enjoying yeah, very possible. Her, yeah. her overall motherhood and life. <laughs> she's also ma married to Swiss Beats, who's a very awesome and talented producer and artist in his own right. Absolutely. Good for him. But before we get into who the nominees are, let's talk a little bit about who didn't get uh, nominated for any of the big four. There are a couple of surprises that have been making some headlines. Uh, one of them in particular is the Grammy's sweetheart, Taylor Swift who's been nominated many times, has blessed the stage many times, 
she was snubbed out of the big four. First time uh, in a long time. Keeping in mind, she had the biggest grossing tour of 2018 uh, for her album Reputation. So, uh, yeah, she was left out of the big four and got a nod just for best pop vocal album. Another one is Ariana Grande, who had a huge year, two great singles. Um, She was also left out of the big four as well. And then there's Kanye West. <laughs> We're going to leave that one alone, right? <laughs> uh, but, yeah. you know, in my opinion, Kanye West had a down year. I understand that his producing work is, is top-notch, and I did enjoy some of the work that he put out. But uh, quite honestly, if you compare that to some of his body of work previous to that, it was not at the level that we are expecting. I mean, he set the bar so high for himself that perhaps that hurt his his chances of getting nominated this time around. Well, look, he he did get one nomination, which means he's going to be in the building, which means, uh, you know, anything can happen. Yeah. And, you know, he may, I do have a thing. He yeah. may jump on stage <laughs> to rub somebody. Who, know, how, who, don't, who knows what he's going to do? I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why he, they avoided nominating him completely so they, he couldn't win anything. Uh, but, you know, one of the reasons, and I, I think one of the theories is one of the reasons why you have some folks like, Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande, who would have easily, apparently any other year, gotten multiple nominations, is the Recording Academy made a big effort to diversify their their voting body. And they reached out to more women, more people of color, asking new members and longtime members to requalify. So if you have a new group of people there, that could kind of you know, stir the pot a little bit, change things around. And I think that that's great because I've been watching yeah, the Grammys for a very long yeah, time and there the were guard. some big time question marks on some of these nominations, especially when you compare that with some of the music that is uh, popular versus what was getting nominated and, and winning awards. It just right. didn't seem to match. There was some sort of disconnect there. So I, I do like that they made some changes here and as much as Taylor Swift is is a wonderful artist and has won a gazillion awards. Um, the Grammys is a place that I think needs to also acknowledge folks who are taking some big risks yep. and, and doing things musically that people absolutely. aren't used to. And talking about that, uh, one of the, the, the biggest stories is uh, Cardi B and Post Malone, who both had huge years in 2018 and who are nominated, but just not in the Best New Artist category. Cardi B in particular is did get a nod for Record of the Year for her song I Like It uh, that features Bad Bunny and J Balvin. But nonetheless, uh, you know, they had huge years and uh, many were expecting them because they released brand new albums in 2018 that they would be in the new artists category. I know you had some thoughts about that and why you think that happened. Yeah, you know, Best New Artist is always a category that really boggles my mind. The way that the Grammys describe a, a new artist or considered a new artist or for a Grammy is their eligibility year releases or their breakthrough into the public consciousness notably impacted the musical landscape. And I guess what they mean by that is for an artist like Post Malone or Cardi B, if you put out a single or you put out a project that is not necessarily a considered a, a full lengthy piece. Right, or like Bodak Yellow for Cardi, right? Yeah, but if that blows up and it becomes a hit, you're already in public consciousness. Which it did, right. Makes sense. You know, for, for Post Malone, he was already putting out some pretty good music. People were already aware of his work. And that, by the time his album came out, he was already somewhat of a household name. So that takes away from that. And 
I'm still not completely satisfied with that definition because you could be somebody who's not in public consciousness putting out albums for 10 years, but you finally break through. Your seventh or eighth album finally makes it or that single finally makes it. You can win the best new artist and that's happened more than once. Yeah, a little crazy. You know, so uh, we'll talk about the best new artist nominees there and who we think might win that one. So, uh, yeah, so when you uh when you look at a record of the year and and all the nominees, do you have any favorites or any any predictions? You know, there's some songs there that I really really like. Uh you know, uh, This is America is is a personal favorite of mine for Childish Gambino, uh, aka Donald Glover. Uh, I like it, Cardi B. There's another song that I think is good. I mean, there's some songs I haven't heard. I haven't heard the Brandy Carlisle song, so I, I don't have an, a major opinion that Shallow. Yeah. Yeah. Which could be a, a, a that could that could sneak in and win. Yeah, yeah, but I think it came in a little late. Uh, so I wonder, I wonder about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, the middle, which is a song that was a pop radio darling. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, you know, God's plan, Drake, kind of sneaking in there. These are all strong tracks. Uh, do you have one that you feel like should win, or you have one that's like, oh man, this is going to be a blowout. This song will win. Yeah, I'm really feeling Cardi B's I Like It. Uh, this is a remix with Bad Bunny and J Balvin. This song was originally on her album, and uh, she ended up doing a remix and just opened up the the floodgates in terms of new audiences, so the whole Latin market explosion. So she did pretty well with this single, and I think they have a good chance. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with This Is America. I think that the Childish Gambino track, that the undertones and, and the the... The theme of that song really hits with what is going on in America right now. I, I, I mean, the video was powerful. I, I would love to have that song win. I think it would send a big message to not just the, those who are voting, but, but musicians to take risks. Yeah, so makes sense. All, all right. What are your thoughts there. of album of the year? Album of the year, you know what? I'm a big stickler for album of the year when it comes to having a complete album i'm talking about 70 percent excellent work top to bottom uh you know and, and i didn't get to hear some of these but i think that if i had to choose a winner the black panther album should be considered album of the year i mean the the movie the the, the album everything just it was it was the, it was that year it was that kind of black panther year for me yeah definitely a good pick i gotta go with drake and his album scorpion his body of work has been so consistent and he had a number of really big hits off this album, including nice for what after dark March 14th. And probably the biggest impact he had this year was his, uh, his single in my feelings, uh, where he had basically the entire world shooting viral videos of, uh, the Kiki dance. Uh, so big impact. And I think, uh, this is his year. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, either of those two albums wins album of the year. There's some there's some sneaky picks in there. Uh, Janelle Monae, uh, Dirty Computer, is a bit of a darling in the industry. She could kind of sneak in somehow. Uh, Post Cardi Malone. B. Yeah, Post Malone. Yeah. Yeah. Post Malone had some huge hits on that album. I just don't know how strong that album is as a, 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 in, in completeness. Casey Musgraves, don't... I mean, I don't think she'll win, but uh, her... She's a country singer that has just some great pop appeal, and her music is great. The songwriting on on her work is really Golden Hours, the name of the album. Uh, 
So that, I was very happy to see her getting nominated there. Yeah, that's good. That's great. What about uh, the coveted song of the year? Song of the year is tough. You know, for me, song of the year is kind of the, the song that defines that, that time frame. And there's some really good songs on here. Uh, again, uh, the middle is, is a song probably that resonated with everyone. It was on, on the radio a million times a day. My daughter knows the song. Uh, you know, that's a that's a song to consider. Shallow, like you said, came in late, but still a good song. In My Blood, the Shawn Mendes track. There's so many good ones here. I really don't know what to think. Yeah, Booed Up was great. It was a great hit. Yeah, and then I, I have no clue. Who do you think might, might sneak this one in? Because this one's tough. Yeah, I'm leaning towards In My Blood by Shawn Mendes. Uh, it's a powerful song, very catchy. Um, and it addresses a very powerful issue, the issue of uh, anxiety. Uh, and if folks don't know, it marks the first time the singer has publicly discussed his experiences with a mental health disorder. So I think it's the right song for the right time. Yeah, and in, 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 in situations like this, the Grammys really like to go with uh, kind of against the grain. A lot of these other songs kind of cancel each other out just based on the, their style and the popularity of it. And the Grammys tend to be a group of people that say, I don't want to go with what everybody's listening to. I want... I want Brandy Kyle to win because I want you to listen to her, kind of that situation. Right. Yep. So a good point there. I would not be surprised. that it's, um, This is one of the strongest uh, song of the year categories in a long time. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that you have more choices makes it even better. <laughs> yeah, for real. You know, and, and now we're going to get to the best new artist part. There, there's some great artists here who have, like the, the Grammys explain, are, have broken through the public consciousness. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm thinking Baby Rexa. She had a great album this year, Expectations, uh, with some great singles. I'm a Mess is one of my favorites. And, uh, you know, she's been a leading vocalist in uh, EDM and pop music, and I think she's making her mark. And uh, I'm looking forward to a collaboration she's working out with Dua Lipa, and I think she has a good chance of grabbing this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very familiar with Baby Rexa. I knew her work, obviously, in the EDM landscape for quite some time now, and she's kind of crossed over into the pop world, Dua Lipa. I mean, her stuff is, is straight pop, very popular. I think that she might be the winner here with, with some of the music that she's put out. Uh, you know, not very not very satisfied with Greta Van Fleet. I mean, that, that band, they, they're, they're musically talented, uh, but the vocals, I mean, I can see why they get the comparisons to Led Zeppelin. They're probably sick and tired of hearing it, but you know what? <laughs> if, you, if you don't like it, sound different. That's right. pretty much, you know, I mean, we were watching them perform. My, my wife and I were watching them perform on Saturday Night Live. And we were, and I'm, I'm pretty, I give everybody a good shot. And I said, okay, let me see what they got. And I said, if they have another vocalist, they would be amazing. But it's just, it sounds way too much like lead. Um, you know, and, and I don't think that that's, that's not going to do it for me. But I think, uh, and this group here, Dua Lipa, her might sneak it in. A lot of people like her right now. But uh, I think Dua Lipa is the winner here. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. So uh, it's uh, airing this Sunday, right? Sunday in CBS, I believe, 8 p.m. Eastern time. That is correct. And we will be paying close attention to the performers because we're going to see, you know, they always have some surprises there. I mean, I, one of my my favorite uh, surprise performances was that one year where Elton John and Eminem did uh, the song together, yeah, Stan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, was, there was a lot of controversy that was around awkward, that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they did a good job of that. I remember that. I mean, and uh, you know, speaking of Eminem, he was nominated for a rap song, 
So he not not a lot of love for Kamikaze, but I think at this point he's kind of moved into the. It, although I don't even know if this is actually a, a term. It's like veteran rapper, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is there is there gonna be like a, a a Grammy award later on where it's like contemporary rap album of the year, you know? Because, <laughs> 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 but uh, you never that, know, that, never know. And then uh, I think shortly after is the Latin Grammys, right? I think it's uh, it's about a month or two from now. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember when they do the Latin Grammys. I know they used to do them in the fall, and then they moved it up. As, as, as I remember, they used to do them back in like September around that yeah, time, yeah. and I think they moved it up. the The Latin Grammys is important. There's only about three awards featuring uh, Latin music per se in the regular Grammy Awards. Very happy that they they transitioned to Latin Grammys, and especially now where the the, the Latin music uh, Latin music in general has a, is being streamed more than country music, more, more than rock music. I Isn't mean, this that amazing? Is, nice. It's 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 it's. A, I mean, it's something that I've dreamed of since I was a kid. And I mean, you when you got when you got folks like Drake trying to sing Spanish on a track, you know, it's, <laughs> you got Very Will Smith true. telling, yeah, yeah, you know, Will Mark Smith Anthony, telling people, yeah. <laughs> you know, mueve tu cadera. You know, they trying to. I mean, come on. Yeah. So this is this is big. This is a big deal. So uh, land Grammys, I think, are going to start really becoming a bigger bigger deal yeah looking forward to be, that because uh, you know at this point they, they're that that's where the money's at i mean the people have known this for a while they've known that the latinos are going to take over eventually they're the ones making the money and they're doing all this so very very happy about yeah, that. yeah for sure for sure so, so maybe i'll do a show about that you know get people to, to understand uh, the latin grammys a little bit more because it's it's been overlooked a little bit i think yeah absolutely and, and, uh, and the, the importance of the Latin Grammys cannot be overlooked. There's some big time. We'll probably talk about the, the four main uh, main categories there as well. Hope everyone gets to tune into the Grammys and, uh, you know, give us your feedback on who your favorite performances were. And uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, and we'll come back and see if uh, our guesses were were on the money. That's what, right, what did, baby. You know, not just be like completely off. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I think, I think, we're, I think we're, we're getting... We're getting pretty close right, to, well, to well, what good, I think. Good luck to you, my friend. Well, it's been pretty busy in the music industry, so let's get to some news and get you caught up. Music industry news. Well, exciting news on the independent music front. Sound Exchange distributed over $953 million in sound recording performance royalties to recording artists and rights owners in 2018, more than any year in their 15-year history. A strong fourth quarter distribution of $345 million to music creators helped put the pro into record territory this year. Thanks in large part to the passage of the Music Modernization Act, Sound Exchange is predicting even a bigger distribution for 2019. So definitely excited about that. And if you're not in the know, um, I suggest you go over to uh, www.soundexchange.com and get signed up if you are a music creator. Uh, Sound Exchange focuses on collecting uh, royalties on streaming. Uh, so if your music is playing on YouTube, on SoundCloud and the like, uh, you definitely want to take advantage of that. The Fire Festival is still wreaking havoc. Kendall Jenner, along with some other top models, as well as their modeling agencies that represent them, can now be subpoenaed for their involvement in promoting this disastrous event, a federal judge ruled. The ruling is part of a bankruptcy case involving the festival, which was scheduled to take place in the Bahamas in April of 2017. 
is not getting any better for rapper Takashi 69 who pleaded guilty to charges stemming from his role in a violent drug trafficking gang and was cooperating with federal prosecutors, according to the newly unsealed court records. The rapper, whose legal name is Daniel Hernandez, admitted at a federal court hearing in Manhattan on January 23rd to being a member of the Nine Trey Gangsta Bloods. And that's Industry News. Music Industry News. All right, well, that concludes this podcast with, of course, Luis and Pedro Musically Speaking podcast. Please check out our website, www.musicallyspeakingpodcast.com. Follow us on most streaming platforms to get your podcast, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Musically Speaking with your hosts, Luis 